there. Welcome to the Evan Hawk Podcast, your source for Star Wars news and all things Knights of the Old Republic. Spoiler alert for the Knights of the Old Republic series and the Star Wars films, TV shows, and all other media. This is where the fun begins. I wanted to wish you all a happy Valentine's Day. It's kind of late, but I'm very excited for this episode. It's kind of a bit different. I had one free episode before next week when Coden and I will talk about the rumors for the KOTOR remake or sequel or whatever's going on. But once I kind of was just thinking about what a good episode would be. I stumbled upon this idea, and I think it's actually going to be pretty good. So recently, last month, January 12th, the book Star Wars I Love You, I Know by Amy Rakow came out. The full title is Star Wars I Love You, I Know, Lessons in Love and Friendship. Lucasfilm Publishing and DK released it. It was about $10, so... It's really ideal for like a valentine or a gift to your special someone who loves Star Wars in your life, you know? It's a sweet and short book, but it was really full of great lessons about love, friendship, relationships of all kinds, and life that, I mean, I've grown up basically with Star Wars since I was about five or six, and it kind of brought up some lessons that I hadn't considered and kind of just maybe it's because I'm I'm changing you know like I'm maturing and growing up and kind of re-examining these stories at different ages in my life but it definitely was a good one and I definitely recommend it I think I reviewed it on some of my stories on Ebon Hawk podcast and I encourage you all to read it so get a copy, whether it's physical or digital. You can probably read it in one sitting, honestly. So this book, it covers the beloved relationships and friendships from all of the trilogies and Clone Wars, Rebels, Rogue One, and Solo. So uh, with each relationship and friendship, they're presented kind of with the main lesson for each relationship, like if it's Anakin and Obi-Wan's friendship, it's saying that this friendship had a lot of love there, but sometimes like you do everything you can. And in Obi-Wan's case, like Anakin still went down in a dark path and it ended badly, but there was there was still love there, you know? I think the lessons that resonated with me the most were Han and Kira and Jin and Galen. Because Han and Kira I'm not the biggest fan of Solo. I've actually only seen Solo once. I'm sorry. I probably need to see it again and give it another chance. But uh, what I liked about the Han and Kira lesson is that they grew up with each other. They loved each other. But 
they went down different paths and just kind of became different people. Like, there can still be an attraction there, but sometimes, like, but most of the times, like, your first love isn't going to last, and that's okay, you know? And with Jin and Galen in Rogue One, Jin thought her father became an Imperial, and she just kind of had to pretend like he wasn't her father anymore, but she did learn that he still loved her and that everything he was doing was for her and he was actively working against the Empire even though he was kind of forced to be in that system and so Jin opened her heart again and they were able to kind of reconnect before both of them passed on and it just kind of got me to to think about that perspective and it really kind of stayed with me. So I would tell you guys all to get the book. It is great. I don't want to spoil it. Also, I misplaced my copy, so I can't really peruse it and give you all the details, but trust me, it's good. After I read it, I was kind of like, huh, this reminds me of Knights of the Old Republic. Like, I would love it if there was like a KOTOR, I love you, I know, Lessons in Love and Friendship book. And I was like, oh, this would maybe be a fun episode because in Knights of the Old Republic, there's a lot of uh, different like relationships, whether they're romantic relationships or friendships, to examine. And there's lots of lessons you can learn from them. And what Star Wars is meant to do is meant to help you learn lessons that affect your life. What fiction helps us out with is it helps us examine what's going on in our life. And it helps us contextualize what's happening or re-examining the relationships we have in our own life. So I thought it'd be fun just to kind of like look at the relationships in KOTOR and kind of relate them to some situations we can have in our own lives. And we can take what we can learn from, you know. So, But before I get into that, I just wanted to mention our Patreon the link is in our Instagram bio at Evan Hawk Podcast. So if you just look at the Instagram bio, or you can find it at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash Evan Hawk Podcast. And, and right now I just wanted to thank Astrodroid and Kai from Plex Armory for supporting us on Patreon as Padawan Initiates. They're some of the most positive and helpful fans I could really ever have, and I just wanted to thank them, and I think you're awesome, and you guys help this podcast be the best it can be. So, happy late Valentine's Day. Alright, so let's jump into KOTOR. I love you, I know. Lessons in love and friendship, the unofficial fan version. Alright, so today I'm just going to be focusing on the first nights of the Old Republic. And keep in mind that this list can always grow. If I skipped over some relationships you think I should have mentioned, just let me know. And I'm just kind of going by the light side is canon mentality. Like, Star Wars is not about the dark side, in my humble opinion, and in George Lucas's opinion. (laughs) So... I'm just kind of not going to be delving into the dark side of it all. I I embrace the light side. And so with every relationship, 
I'm just kind of focusing on the overall lesson and arc, not every nitty-gritty detail. This is meant to kind of emulate what the Amy Raquel book is like. So, yeah, kind of like the overall, like, moral or the overall fortune cookie, kind of like the Clone Wars morals or fortune cookies, you know. So I thought I would start out with Revan and Bastila. I think they're kind of the most fairy tale esque relationship in Star Wars, and I think they're one of the best. So Revan and Bastila in the canonical story, they begin on opposite sides, and then Bastila saves Revan. A relationship kind of develops, and then Revan saves Bastila, and then at the end they both know who they are. And they can kind of finally be together, you know, on equal footing. So the moral I get out of this one is true love can come from anywhere. If you have chemistry and you work on becoming the best version of yourself and you are honest with each other. Yeah, there's a great Edith Hamilton quote from her book on mythology. I believe it's called Mythology. I loved it and... When she is summarizing Ovid's tale about Eros and Psyche, she says, love cannot live where there is no trust. And I think for the Revan and Bastila relationship to work, there has to be trust there. They both have to know who they are. And then I think the relationship can fully develop. And I kind of disregard the Revan novel and Swotor and I kind of hope if there was going to be an adaptation of Knights of the Old Republic, they kind of get a different ending. Because I think there should be more happy endings in Star Wars. That's something I kind of noticed in the Amy Raquel book. I'm like, there needs to just be a happy ending and people need to not die. Because it's kind of a bummer. That would be, if I were ever in charge of Star Wars, I would be like, Bastlin Revan one of the dyads in history gets a happy ending like they just do <laughs> so uh that's what i would say and then for the revan and karth relationship when you're talking about the friendship i would say that the the moral of that friendship is to talk through things because sometimes revan is like oh i need to talk to karth and karth is like i don't want to talk about it but i think karth needs to talk through things maybe he should talk through them with a therapist or he could just talk them through with a friend but I think the only way you can sometimes get over some problems and patterns you see in your life is to talk through them and articulate uh what's bothering you so then you can just uh, see what your friends think and they can better help you you know so that's what I would say and then for the female Revan, if you're doing the romance, I would say Karth lost his wife and son, but with love and forgiveness, you can have a second chance. And he can find Revan, and he can find Dustal, and it's not too late to be happy, even if you if you feel like you, you've lost your chance, you know? I mean, personally, like, I never really got on board with the Revan and Karth relationship 
but I can understand why a lot of people love it. It's not like a cosmic love, you know, kind of like preordained by destiny, you know. It's kind of just like two people who kind of go through like some extreme circumstances and a relationship develops, you know. And they also have like one of the largest um, audio tracks. The Revan and Karth romantic side plot is like one of the biggest dialogue chunks in KOTOR so they really they really spent their time developing it so yeah and then with the Revan and Malik friendship they kind of they really start as Jedi who grew up together kind of like Anakin and Obi-Wan and then they go to war and then they kind of fall to the dark side and then Revan gets redeemed and then they kind of have to face each other again. I would say the overall moral of this relationship is to choose your friends carefully. Revan led Malak down a dark path and Malak wanted to be friends with Revan. Then he kind of wanted to be like Revan and then ultimately he wanted to surpass Revan and kind of take him off the map. Friendships can turn toxic, kind of like that Anakin and Obi-Wan. There was a real friendship there, but the dark side, you know, can can turn great friendships toxic. And then with Revan and the Jedi Council, I would say honesty is the best policy. You could brainwash someone and reprogram them with a new identity, but just because you can, should you? The answer is probably no. And then with Revan and Jolie, they meet on Kashik. We're going to be talking about that in a future episode or two. But I would say the Revan and Jolie friendship really kind of hammers home the importance of experience. Jolie knows who Revan is the whole time. But I think he kind of realizes, like, this is bigger than me. I need to see what's happening I think Revan could end up redeeming himself, kind of like through living atonement, you know, and I just need to see what happens if I need to prevent Revan from going bad. I'm going to prevent it, but I just need to see what the Force wills here. And then Revan learns from Jolie's example. Like, Revan has done a lot, but he just doesn't have the years and experience that Jolie has and the wisdom that Jolie has. So even though Revan is an awesome dude, he does not know everything, you know? So he can learn from Jolie's example. So I think it kind of hammers home the importance of mentors. Like, Revan can still learn from a good, positive mentor, and Jolie has a lot to teach. Then with uh, Revan and Juhani, whether it's a friendship or romance, I would say the, the moral is your actions have consequences, good or bad. You can point people towards the right path or their destruction because Revan, in, during the Mandalorian Wars, saved Juhani from slavery and canonically spared Juhani when they were reprogrammed on Dantooine from the throes of the dark side, you know? So, 
Revan could have not freed Juhani from slavery or just kind of like taken Juhani out, but they did not. So I would say just be careful because what you can do can be good or bad. You know, it can blow up or it can be good and help other people, you know, be selfless, do good. I feel like I'm quoting George Lucas again. <laughs> With Karth and Bastla, I'm always reminded of Ahsoka and Rex because I kind of see them as like work work buddies or work friends. Like they probably worked a lot together like on the Endar Spire. But I think Bastila maybe just because she's kind of been, you know, sheltered a bit by the Jedi Council and is still kind of young, still kind of learning a bit about the world. Like she kind of just doesn't understand like people, camaraderie, social skills as much as Karth. So I would say you can't fake loyalty or camaraderie. Even if you're a Jedi, you can still learn about leadership from anyone. And Karth is a bit older and Karth has a bit more experience than Basla in those regards and he can teach her, and Basila can teach him. So, to have a good work friendship, like, be open to the lessons that people can teach you, you know? Like, good things will come. Then with Karth and Saul, this is, this is probably the number one relationship I, I wanted to kind of talk about today. Karth and Saul is probably the number one relationship I wanted to talk about today. And... It has everything in the kitchen sink, I think. I kind of think because, like, Karth, he lost everything because of Saul. And, like, Saul was someone he looked up to and trusted. It was his mentor. And then his mentor bombed his home planet. He lost his wife and his son because of him, you know? I would maybe say that the ultimate lesson is sometimes mentors and close friends maybe their parental figures can let you down. It's not your fault you could not see the signs, but when the person commits to their new path and and disappoints you, your path is elsewhere. You don't have to follow that path. And then Bastila and the Jedi Council. I mean, I feel like we've kind of talked about this in a few episodes, but I would ultimately say... If I were to give Bastila advice in Knights of the Old Republic, if I were kind of a peer to her, I would say make sure you are living the life you want for yourself, not just the life people want for you. If you don't, you won't reach your fullest potential or be happy. You can take the good advice people give you and you can just leave behind the bad. I think... The reason why Bastila turns to the dark side in Knights of the Old Republic is not really as much due to Malak or Revan, but really because of the bad, like, quote-unquote, parenting of the Jedi Council. <laughs> but we'll get into that in the future as well. And then Bastila and her parents, her mother is named Helena and her father does not have a name, and... Personally, I think her father should have a name, but, you know, maybe, maybe it is Paris. Like, Helena and Paris. I don't know. 
Paris Sham. That would be f- funny and kind of Iliad-esque. But I would say with Basila and her parents, like the moral could be whether you adored or had a strained relationship with your parents, no parent is perfect. And most parents want the best for their children. And I think Basila really idolized her father. I think if she had seen the whole picture, she would have seen that her father wasn't perfect and maybe couldn't have provided the best life for her. And I think as Basila gets older and kind of reconnects with her mom on Tatooine, I would say she learns that her mother did want the best for her and she kind of rebuilds that relationship kind of later in life. Then for Bastila and Mission, I would say female friendships and sisterhood is hard. Like, especially if you have like an age gap or your temperaments are different, you know. Younger girls look up to older women. So the key is to help each other out. We're on the same team, you know. And I think... Bastila and Mission get there, but it it is kind of funny to see them bicker. And then speaking of Mission, Mission and Griff, I would say the lesson is sometimes family lets you down. That's hard. Like, it's hard. And sometimes you can't fully uh, come to grips with that in life. And it's hard. <laughs> but... Sometimes you need to embrace the family you find if your family, if your biological family can't be the best family for you or if they're not there. And speaking of that, Mission and Zalbar both were kind of abandoned and cast away from their families, but they found each other when they met on Terrace. And they both got the opportunity to confront and either make amends or come to terms with their families. So I would say in the case of Mission and Griff, that familial relationship kind of ends. But Mission has a great family in Zalbar, you know? And that's why in a KOTOR adaptation, I would I would have Mission maybe stay on uh, Kashik at the end of the first iteration like movie or season or whatever. I think she would be happy on Kashik. So this comes from Astrodroid and he says Mission and Griff and Zalabar with his brother and father. Both meaning Mission and Zalabar were abandoned and cast away and both had the chance to be there for each other when they meet on Terrace. Plus, they both got the opportunity to confront and make amends with their families. So, it's really about the family you find. And Plex Armory uh, says, Mission and Zalbar, I love their friendship. It's so simple, but such a strong connection. And you really feel it. Like, it's not just uh, a rehash of Han and Chewie, even though I think some people could see it as that. Like, they, they do... It's a strong, it's a strong friendship. They'll always be there for each other. Like, their friendship is basically familial connection. And 
just kind of hold on to the family find. We will also get more into Zalbar and his family in the future. And Jolie and Nayama. Jolie was a Jedi Padawan and he kind of ended up training his, his wife, even though he was only a Padawan. I think part of that might be because KOTOR came out before Attack of the Clones and Attack of the Clones kind of clarified the Padawan, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master discrepancy, like the differences between those. So I think maybe they meant to say that he was a Jedi Knight, but maybe he was just a Padawan. But um, Jolie ended up like meeting Nayama and teaching her for a bit. But then they were living during the times of the Exarchoon Wars and Nayama joined Exarchoon and fell to the dark side and he ended up having to kill her, you know? So it's intense and very tragic and Jolie carries the weight of that. But he really loved his wife. And I think the moral of that relationship is sometimes love doesn't last. But that doesn't mean it wasn't real while it lasted. And uh, there's a lot of sad relationships in KOTOR now that I kind of write them down. But I would kind of hope if there was an adaptation or something, or in future Star Wars stories, that there's also some hope to kind of balance it out because these stories are meant to be for kids. And I think kids need hope and not just to be told, oh, and... If you fall in love, it's gonna end tragically and you all die. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I hope I hope there's there's some good times, you know, in the in the future. <laughs> Jolie and Sunri. Sunri is uh, an old friend of Jolie's that you meet on Manon. And I would say sometimes friends can change over time if you don't see each other over a long time. Like, maybe your friend will stay the same and you change, or you kind of try to be a good person and then maybe someone kind of falls off the off the boat later on. But it's good to just know people can change and friends can change over time and to be aware of that, whether for good or ill. And then Candorous and Davik... What a relationship to end on. What I kind of get from this relationship is that true friends are loyal and want the best for you. You don't use your friends, and I think that can go both ways. I don't think it's really a friendship. I think it's more just a, an uneasy alliance of, like, mercs, you know? Like, they're just kind of using each other for the situation. It's not a true friendship. Those are some of the relationships and friendships I was kind of thinking of like what I could learn from uh what relationships and friendships do you think I skipped over from Knights of the Old Republic 1 and what are some of the relationships you would have me tackle from Knights of the Old Republic 2 or the Knights of the Old Republic comics or from other KOTOR media uh let me know but yeah let me know and I'll be back soon have a good one. You can find the Ebonhawk Podcast on Instagram at Ebonhawk Podcast. The Ebonhawk Podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. 
Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out immensely. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Alistair Schurman at alistair.wixsite.com forward slash Alistair Sounds. Our transition music was composed by Christian Walker at christianwalkermusic.com. This has been the Ebon Hawk Podcast. May the Force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now. <laughs>